Welcome back. Should have been a cowgirl. I'm your host, Jenna Heideman. And I'm your producer, Freeman Arthur. Joined alongside, once again, my lovely wife, Amanda, because everybody knows the drill by this point. (laughs) Jenna gets some drama, and she needs somebody to talk to, and she can't talk to me about it because I don't know anything. (laughs) Yes, we got some drama and some topics today, and I'm going to just kick it off by just saying a little blurb first. I saw Brett Eldridge at the grocery store getting into his car this week, and I wish I had more to report, like maybe what he bought or like what what he was getting, but I literally just saw him getting into his car, and I just want to say like, I haven't seen or heard anything from Brett Eldridge in a while, so I'm glad he's out and about still. Yes, I love him. I guess it is almost Christmas season, and I wish I could go to one of his Christmas shows this year. I know. We're leaving town right before his Nashville shows, and I'm Same. so sad. And then it's like the craziness of NFR and everything mm-hmm. else going on. So I always miss a Brett Eldridge Christmas Christmas show. So, so ne- neither one of you have ever been to a Brett Eldridge mm- show? Oh, no, I've no, been to you? one. I a, Christmas, a Christmas show, though? Yes. Yes. In 2019. At the, it was at the Hall of Fame Theater in Nashville. Wow. Oh my gosh. Was it magical? Oh my gosh. It was, if you like Michael Bublé at Christmas, it was like uh, times yes. 10 better. Like he had the red oh. suit, the Christmas oh trees, the chair, the lights. Like it was, magical is the best word for it. It was so perfect. Like that's a show I'd want to go to every single year if I could. Oh my gosh. Well, if you're, near a Brett Eldridge Christmas show go this year yes because I'm I cannot and I need someone to report back <laughs> yes so, so definitely you, worth it you saw him in the grocery store did you like go up and talk to him no no no. Did so I saw him, him getting he wanted to be on should have been a cowgirl <laughs> so so here's the deal I saw I, I should because he could be around Christmas time so I saw him getting into his car which I won't say the exact model of the car but it was like all blacked out it looked very sleek very sexy mm. and Brett Eldridge was getting into it huh interesting okay and it was at the turnip truck which is multiple locations in nashville but it's a very oh, like yeah. health conscious boutique grocery store here of course she would so, be at the turnip truck and I, Jenna. I haven't i used to have celebrity sightings there all the time and i haven't in a long time so i was very excited well good deal but on that same topic with christmas hallmark movies kicked off this weekend yes. and i oh, love God. hallmark christmas Me movies too. <laughs> they're the best it's my favorite time of year I'm there's, sorry. There's... Yeah, hold on. Every single Hallmark movie is exactly the same. Yes. It doesn't matter. And they have like maybe a pool of 10 actors and actresses yes. that they use for every single movie. Yes. But I love every single one. Oh, same. Every single Hallmark movie is, hi, I moved off to a big city and I <laughs> met a douchebag. And then I came to this small country town where I met this guy. His name was Brett. He spends his time reading to children and helping the homeless people. And he's so much better than Cole, who's my boyfriend who lives in New York City. And then eventually she leaves the douchebag and ends up with the small town guy. Yes. It's, yes. And, and, and saves her family up. business. Yes. yes. It's a wrapped it's, up it's, in a bow, every single ending, it's the best, they have one magical kiss, and then it's over, and then you play the next one. Yes, so I'm excited for Hallmark movie season. I'm glad it starts in October. I know Me there's too. some people out there who probably don't like it, but I usually do most of my Christmas movie watching now until yes. Thanksgiving, yep. and then things get too crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Okay, you got any drama for us? I know you've got to have I've some got, type of topics. Mm-hmm. 
I've had some drama. We're going to start off hot here. Marin Morris files for divorce. Sure does. <laughs> After she filed for divorce with country music. Yep. Yes. Breaks up with country music. Breaks up with her husband. Um, now, I will say, we did talk about this a few months ago. Mm-hmm. The Dumois post from, yes. I believe it was July, if you remember, said that they had on good authority that this country singer's husband was cheating on her when she was on the road. That he would put the yep. kid to bed and a woman would come over. Yeah, and it was and signed. I read an article that said the original like start of the process was back in the summertime. <gasps> but in the state of Tennessee, if there is a child, you have to do like so many months of separation and counseling before you can actually file for divorce, which was then October. So then she filed when the I guess her commitment to that was up. Oh, my gosh. Well, that would about check out because this blind mm-hmm. dropped in beginning of July and then yep. it this was just announced. You know, Jenna, my so. Instagram inbox has been exploding over the past few weeks with letters from our fans, and everybody wants to know if you're the one who runs the Demois account. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? I wish it was me. We need like Demois, like a sub, a sub Demois of just country. Yes. Oh, that would be awesome. Someone could totally do that though, because Nashville is such a small town. It'd be yes. dangerous. Basically, well, because people already post pictures and stuff, and like when they see out people out and about, or if they see something, they're already posting it on instagram and tiktok anyway it would be like nashville's own version of gossip girl so what jenna is saying is that someone else needs to do this because she's already running the demois account right (laughs) i'll start it i'll do it so on piggybacking on this there was a lot of memes and photos coming out from other country music outlets and there was one from primetime country music on instagram that had two pictures of ryan hurd and one was like dirty and stressed out and he's looking a little aged and it says married to Marin Morris and there's like a refreshing happy smiling photo Mm. under it saying not married to Marin Morris and Brittany Aldean commented on it (gasps) LMAO with a laughing face and I just think that Jason Aldean is getting pulled into this drama kind of like there's been a lot of like jokes of like them I don't know so her commenting on it was a hot topic on Reddit (laughs) Oh, I always forget about Reddit. Yes, and um, there's the Country Music Wives Reddit page, and Ooh. this is posted in there, that someone noticed she had commented on this meme by Primetime Country Music. Listen, people notice things like that way more than I do, and I'm like, people literally spend all day digging on stuff just yes. to find like comments or likes or who they're following, who they're not following, and I'm like man how much time what do y'all do for work how much time you got just so you can spend hours a day scrolling through social media and digging through stuff and catching things like that it's wild but um that's basically all i have to say on this topic i'll be interested to see how the drama unfolds Mm -hmm. and if there's anything more that comes out yeah because i mean Um, is he gonna stay in nashville and like keep riding because i'm assuming she's going to la is what i would assume oh dang who knows because they do have i mean they do have a young child Mm -hmm. so that makes things tough yeah, because it's like, I mean, he's, he, I think it's a he, I think it's a son, right? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. It's like three, I think. So like, it's still, he's still really small to be like flying back and forth. Right. And time changes and then school is yeah. going to happen soon. So who knows? But I, I don't see Ryan Hurd moving out to I California. I don't think so either. I could see him moving home. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. All right. Coming up next, we've got some more news. Dolly Parton is going to be playing 
are doing something with the Cowboys. We're going to talk about that when we come back. And also, Jenna Master releases a brand new single, Drunk Thoughts, that she first debuted right here on the very first episode of Should Have Been a Cowgirl. We'll be right back on Rural Radio Channel 147 exclusively on Sirius XM. Welcome back. Should have been a cowgirl. We have an exciting halftime show on the Thanksgiving game for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Miss Dolly Parton is playing it. Yes, I'm so <laughs> excited. Now, I don't. I've never been a huge Dolly fan. What? I'm sorry. I just don't. Hold I can't on. speak like I know Everyone a lot just about her. Our show just got canceled. Thanks, Jenna. <laughs> I can't speak like I know a lot about her. Like, I've been a fan oh. from a distance, but I'm not like a super Dolly Parton fan. Has she released her rock album? Did that come out this week? Um, I don't know if the whole album came out. I did see that Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus dropped today. I did see that, yes. I don't know if the full rock album has come out, though. I didn't see it at first glance. All I saw was the single that dropped today. So my question is, is this halftime show going to be collabs from the duet album? Ooh, you know what? I bet a big part of it probably will be. Do they usually do a halftime show for the Thanksgiving Day game? That was my next question. (laughs) I don't know that it's usually aired. I don't know that I've ever seen a music performance on TV during the football game. But I feel like they always have one. I don't know that it's always on television. But I feel like this one probably will be. Well, yeah, it's Dolly Parton. It's going to have to be. I mean, I assume, but... Yeah, I feel like she's doing a lot of press around this album, so mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to be more of the rock stuff, which is interesting to me. I need to listen to the album. Listen, the Wrecking Ball, it was it was pretty it was it pretty was good. good. It was okay. pretty I was like I didn't know what to expect, which I've seen I've heard her and Miley sing together anyway, but with this song, but they Miley kinda jot it back some since Dolly was singing it and it, it was really good. I actually really liked it. And speaking okay. of speaking of new music, have you listened to Craig Morgan's newest album where he's gone through and redone all of his songs with artists? I have not. I did dabble in it a little bit on Friday, um, but I did see Craig Morgan do an interview the other day, and I was really excited for this album. Yeah. I really liked it. I listened to a lot of it on Friday morning, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, we got a little bit of a sneak peek of this a few months ago because one of our friends works over at BMG, so we got to hear like a little bit of a sliver of it. Now, I'm a I'm a purist, I will say. I still think Craig Morgan sounds phenomenal. I think he sings better now than he ever mm-hmm. has in his career. But the modern arrangements of these songs, I'm not the biggest fan of. Amanda loves it. You probably will love it, Jenna. But like, yeah. you know me, I'm an old, I want to hear my fiddle and my steel guitar. <laughs> and this is like, you know, modern music behind stuff. And the melody for like what I love about Sunday is a little bit different. He did it's that with like Gary LaVox. It's more like kind yeah. of Ooh. slow grooving. It, I really liked it because Gary Laveau from Rascal Flats is on that one. So like his voice paired with Craig and the new arrangement, it just flows really well together because it's so different. Um, I got chills the first time I heard it, but I'm also a huge Gary fan. Um, and then the Jelly Rolls version of Almost Home with him. I also, Jelly Ooh. and his voice just meshed really well together, so I liked it. Um, and then, of course, Lanny Wilson on International Harvester was just awesome. 
I will say Lainey Wilson does not say no to a duet. That girl has yes. been collabing with everyone in town, which is great. I love seeing her doing things. Me too. Maybe she'll collab with us and come on this show. That will be come awesome. Come on. <laughs> Why not? She's a true cowgirl. Yes, she is. <laughs> Why not? I think we can I think we can make that happen. All right. Today okay. or I- not today, it was Friday, right, that Jenna Master came out with brand new music. Jenna Master came out with Drunk Thoughts, and I thought her promo around this song was so cool. She had all of her friends, like Ann Munsick, um, Meg McCree, there's some others, all posting their Drunk Thoughts. Oh, cool. In a reel. So if you go back and look at her pre-promotion, it was all these other artists supporting her, which I was so happy for her. And I thought it was so cool to have other people be part of it. All right. Well, we're going to debut a brand new segment on Should Have Been a Cowgirl right now called Should Have Been There. Because the very first episode that we ever did of Should Have Been a Cowgirl, Jenna LaMaster performed this song live for us in studio before it was ever released. And here's that performance right now on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. Probably ought to be settled down by now I probably should have made it farther than this town I'm young enough to want to chase something new I'm old enough to know I'm gonna have to make do Drunk thoughts over truth Wish I didn't want another cigarette I wish I would have bought another bottle of red Yeah, I'm a long, long way from the girl I knew But at least I don't got a whole lot to lose Drunk thoughts over truth I'm just drinking cause I'm lonely I'm just lonely cause you're gone You're just gone because I can't keep a good thing around too long And I'm thinking in the morning that I'll still be missing you Drunk thoughts, sober truth She was lying there in my bed I wish it didn't scare me half to death That every time I try to love someone new I wind up sitting here wishing it was you Why can't he be? I'm just drinking cause I'm lonely I'm just lonely cause you're gone You're just gone because I can't keep a good thing around too long And I'm thinking in the morning that I'll still be missing you Drunk thoughts, sober truth Drunk thoughts, sober 
probably ought to be settled down by now. Probably should have made it farther than this town. There it was, Drunk Thoughts by Janela Master on Should Have Been a Cowgirl. Go stream it. Follow her. I'm excited for new music to come. I have one more topic before we close this out. Oh, hit us. Of topics. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Swifties. Oh, oh God. gosh. I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. So the most, I believe the most recent news, I don't keep up as a dedicated Swiftie. I'm just, you know, dipping my toe in here. Travis Kelsey bought a new house in Kansas City. Yes. And it's more private because... It looks like he just lived on a regular street before. Yes, very much so. And now he's now he's got Taylor Swift coming over, so he needs a little more private, a little more security. And I believe it is sixteen thousand square feet. Whew. Holy cow! I can't even imagine. <laughs> do you do you remember when Nickelback had that song "Rockstar" and they had that line that said, "I want a bathroom big enough to play baseball in"? <laughs> I think this Was is it, the this house probably- that Travis Kelsey bought. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is, and I will say. It's only a $6 million mansion. Oh I mean... <laughs> well, yeah, when you're Travis Kelsey, $6 million is nothing. <laughs> like, he's getting, yeah, a lot of bang for his buck there in Kansas City. Man, only $6 million for Jenna. I need to evaluate what your royalties are from this show. <laughs> well, I don't know. I saw a picture of it, and I was hey. like, I don't even know a house like that existed in Kansas City. Exactly. Like, I mean, I've been to Kansas pool, City a time or waterfall. two. I mean, I was kind of blown away. What I will say he is was that, living, go ahead, Jenna. I think he was living pretty modestly before, yes. like, you know, just in his house on this normal street. So, yeah, I just must be heating up. I just want to know how Kansas City Chiefs fans feel still about Taylor Swift. Like, are they embracing the fact that all of these new fans like their team because of Taylor Swift or do they hate it? No, they don't. They hate it. Unless you were already a Swifty. <laughs> And a Kansas City fan, they don't like it. My sister's a, my sister is a huge Kansas City fan, and she's like, "We don't want her. We don't need oh, her. Yeah. We were already popular before she came." Like, and so, but I have other friends who were Kansas City Chiefs fans, and also Swifties. And they're like, it's like the greatest thing that's ever happened. And I'm like, my personal thing, I'm tired of the NFL showing her in the box at the game. I don't watch the game to yes. watch her sit in the box. But a lot of people are tuning in to do just that. Yes, it needs to be like Big Brother, where there's like a secondary yes, like in the corner the whole time. Yes, exactly. That's what they need: their own personal Taylor Swift camera, while the rest of us can watch the game. Can you imagine? Yes. If you know how, like right now, the NFL and ESPN have come out with this like multi view, where you can watch four games at one time. Mm -hmm. What if one camera was just on (laughs) Taylor Swift? Swift. (laughs) Just Taylor. Hey, people would, I, the Swifties would tune in for that. Because, I mean, I remember when, like, Jessica Simpson and Carrie Underwood were, like, in the cowboy era at some point when they were dating uh, Tony Romo, maybe, whatever the quarterback was at the time. And I remember her, like, them, like, showing pictures of them, like, sitting in the box, like, in a jersey. But it was never to the point where, like, the actual game footage was including them sitting in the box during the game. Oh, the NFL is taking full advantage of this. They're oh, taking yes. it maybe too far. Yes. Well, I guess it is all about whatever gets the attention and gets people talking. Hey, it's more viewers for their football game. I'm sure they're embracing it 100% on their end from a business standpoint. Yeah. Sunday, I was at church playing at Long Hollow, and the Titans were playing in London, which they lost to the Ravens, but whatever. <laughs> 
But one of the girls who was singing came in and said, oh, can you guys put it on the Kansas City Chiefs game so I can see Taylor? <laughs> and I was like, and the Titans were playing in London, so it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. There like, was no Chiefs game The Chiefs aren't time. even playing yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it is a it well, is a big thing right now it for, is. For, for Taylor to be there. All right. Did you did you hear anything else come out this weekend, Jenna? Any other music? Amanda, did you hear any other? Uh, Randall King dropped an EP on Friday morning, and it also was fantastic. Randall King, big fan. We also had OK Cowboy by Katie oh, Offerman, yeah. and I'm a huge Katie Offerman fan. So I thought that was a great song. That was good. I did like that. Yeah. Lots of great music coming out right now. All right. Today, Jenna, Jenna and I are sitting down with Macy Dot, Belmont student, for originally from Austin, Texas. And so we are going to hop into that interview right after this. You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio 147. On Sirius XM. You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Should Have Been a Cowgirl live from our Rural Radio studios on Music Row with Miss Macy Dot. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. Go ahead, Jenna. I'm sorry. I was about to jump in right Go. on. Right on. Okay. Go. I'm sorry. Today, I, I had to, me and Jenna basically just had to give each other cheat sheets today because I have all the fun questions and I don't, I don't like taking over Jenna's interview, but I'm going to. Uh, let's start. Let's start from the beginning, Macy. So you're from Austin, Texas originally. I sure am. Are you from Austin? Or are you from a little town outside of Austin or how does that work? I'm originally from East Texas, Lindale, okay. Texas, which is the hometown of Miranda Lambert. So um, I grew cool. up loving Miranda. I actually took lessons from John DeFore, right. who taught Miranda and Casey Musgraves. So um, those are two of my influences just because I grew up hearing about them all the time and getting to listen to their music. Okay, so what was it like growing up in East Texas? So how long did you spend time there before you moved to Nashville, and what was it like growing up? I moved to Austin the summer before my freshman year of high school, so we've lived there for about six years now. And it's really cool because Lindale was kind of a music city, and Austin is, you know, a music city, and so is Nashville. So music has been a passion of mine for a long time, so it's kind of moved with me as I've, I've grown up. So you've got two singles out, Hot Mess that came out in 2020 and Texas, Tennessee, which came out in 2022. So tell me about those. I really only get in the studio when I'm at home, which is kind of difficult because I'm here most of the time, but such a pleasure and, and so fun, really. I've had a great time when we're when we're in the studio hanging out. Yeah, I think that doing recordings in Texas has a little bit of a different vibe than, For sure. than being here in Nashville. Now, I do know you are a student at Belmont University. Yeah. Yes, we are both We graduates. are both alumni, alumni. of yeah. Belmont. That's so, awesome. So we know what it's like to give Belmont every penny that you have right. Right. so it's, it's right to the landscaping it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure you know they did. are always working on the, <laughs> on the flower beds yep. that is that is something i've noticed since being there yeah they used to say and i don't know if they still do but they used to joke that the school bird of belmont is the crane because they're always, always building, building something That's it was so a true. bad joke it was, when, was a bad joke it was when bob <laughs> fisher was still the, still the president <laughs> Uh, but so so you are at Belmont. What year are you at Belmont? I'm a junior. Okay. So did you start there as a freshman or did you yeah, transfer? Okay. I did. All right. So you are studying songwriting there, correct? Yes. Yeah, which is a decently hard program to get into. They don't just take anybody who goes roses are red, violets are blue. So right. so you do so you do some songwriting. So how yes. long have you been writing songs? 
I started writing when I was working with John. So I was around 10 or 11 and he was my guitar teacher, but also like taught me so much about storytelling and writing songs from so many different perspectives and just being genuine and authentic when you're writing. And that was my biggest takeaway from from, you know, learning from him was just being authentic and, and always being yourself when you're writing. And that's something that I, I hope I can carry on for many years. Yeah. And in doing this, you, you've actually racked up quite a few accolades and some awards along the way. So I know that this year you were the recipient of the Dolly Parton Songwriter Award recipient, or I should say it that way. BMI gave you that award. So yes. tell, tell me, how, how did that happen? I'm just so honored. I'm going to start by saying that I am... Um, I actually entered for a songwriting assignment for one of my classes. We had to enter one of our songs for um, like a scholarship award. It, it could be any of them. And I'm a huge fan of BMI. I have so many connections and, and people that I look up to that work at BMI that have helped me and, and been looking out for me. But I applied and, you know, I kind of just forgot about it. And I'm in Spain studying abroad. So oh, I'm like wow. shopping Whoa. in Spain. I know Well, this <laughs> number keeps calling me and I'm like, what in the world? Like, just let me enjoy my, my shopping experience in Spain. And I answer and I'm like, hello. And it was the head of BMI and she called to congratulate me. And I was just so in shock, but I'm, I'm so honored. And, and BMI has been so amazing. And, and, you know, I love what they're doing for songwriters. So it's such an honor. So was the process of this like you submitted a song or what exactly did you have to do to enter for this? I submitted Texas, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Um, and I wrote that with Carly Page, who's one of my favorite people in the whole world, who actually grew up in Lindale, went to Belmont, and now lives in Nashville. So, um, And she's someone else that I look up to. Um, but she lived in Texas and made the move to Tennessee to, to be a songwriter. So I, I wrote that with her and really felt a connection with her to write that song. So. So I know that you've played a lot of different venues around town and even out in Pigeon Forge. I know you've done things like, I think, the Listening Room location yes, that's out there yes. as well. So do you have a favorite place around town to play or a favorite venue overall you like to go play at? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Um, I love the Listening Room. I I love that it's based around listening to songs and like getting to know the songwriter. I think that's so important, especially in Nashville. That's something that, that I love about this city. But I also randomly love the local. <laughs> oh, the local. Um, hey, they got the best chicken tenders in town. Okay, that's what I've heard. Yep, I haven't get tried em. them yet, but I've heard that. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe <laughs> doing porch light pickers it's at the local. It's a porch light, yep. I do, love, I do love the local, and it's close to Belmont. And I'm not 21, so that's like... Not <laughs> that's yet. a struggle. So, yes. So how oh old my are gosh. you? I just turned 20 in May. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so That was like... That. It was a lifetime ago. ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Oh my goodness. Yikes. So, be, so being at Belmont, I mean, so you've been there for a while. Are you enjoying getting to go to school there? Are you connecting with other, other people? Because I know from my experience there, and probably Jenna's too, they at least they harp on the fact of like, try to make your, your connections and things there. Because I know that some of the people that I went to school with, I had no idea what their career paths would end up, and some of them have number one songs now. And you would have never thought that when we were just sitting at the Chick-fil-A right. over there eating. So, I mean, what's your experience been like there? It's been incredible. I am so grateful for the friendships that I've made at Belmont. Um, and I will say one of the craziest things that I tell people all the time is you're sitting in class next to someone, and they're like, hey, I just wrote this song and, and made a little demo for it. Will you listen to it? And you're like, 
you wrote that and produced it and they're like yeah and I I played all the instruments on it but you know I just want to I just wanted to see if you liked it and I'm like that's crazy like people are so talented and and I think Belmont does an amazing job of recognizing that their students are so talented um, but it's still just so crazy that I meet people every day and, and you know I love what they're doing and I love that everyone's kind of doing their own thing I think it can be hard to be surrounded by people that all want to be in music but everyone is unique you know and it's it's really cool that that Belmont recognizes that all right today we're talking with Macy Dot Belmont student singer-songwriter out of Austin Texas we'll be right back on should have been a cowgirl rural radio channel 147 exclusively on Sirius XM All right, Macy, you said you grew up in Texas. You have some Texas influences. I'm a huge fan of the Texas music scene. Who'd you grow up listening to, going out and seeing? Randy Rogers was a big one in Lindale. Um, he was always in the East Texas scene, and, and I loved that. But some of my favorites right now are Katie Offerman. Oh, yeah, she's killing and it. And I love her, and she's from Green. Um, oh, dang. I think so. I think she is from Green. Um, and Kylie Ray Harris, I've been listening to her a lot. Um, and then Lucas Nelson. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, we've had quite a few Texas artists. We just yeah. had Jenna Paulette on. Oh, I love a, her too. A yeah, little while Jenna ago. And, and so, yeah, I mean, Texas is, it's its own little, little flavor. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the, the music industry has changed so drastically as everyone talks about all the time, but, um, Sometimes, sometimes people are able to manage having great, successful careers without ever making the leap to Nashville. But mm-hmm. right. uh, I mean, a lot of people come here kind of for the same reason that all of us do: is this is the this is the hot spot for where all the creative people come to kind of sit around and 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 to network and things. But you've gotten to share the stage with a lot of really cool people. I mean, do you have one show or anything in particular that you look back and go, "Man, I can't believe I got to do this!" Like this, this was a cool moment for me. When I was working with John. Um, Casey Musgraves did a hometown hang in Mineola and John was really close with Casey and and so I got to open for her when I was 11 and it was the craziest experience I mean she's just she's super genuine and down to earth so I was hanging out with her backstage but I look back on that and I'm like oh my gosh like that is just I was 11 you know and at the time I'm thinking this is the greatest thing I'll ever do and it really was like it was it was a, such a cool experience and that's something that I'll definitely cherish for a long time. Yeah, do you have anybody who directly you think influences your sound or your music or specifically somebody you look up to and go I, this is kind of what I'm what I'm trying to be or who I who I'm drawing influence from? You know, I grew up on Patsy and Loretta. Um and I hope that those two are always influences in in my career and in my music. But I really do love like that Katie Offerman vibe and and the Kylie Ray Harris. It's very organic, but it's country and I can hear the Texas influence in it and I love that. Yeah. Um so that's something that I hope is heard throughout my music. Yeah. What is the music scene like at Belmont right now? Because I think when I came and I don't know if you experienced this I know that that some people that go to Belmont do of I came there and I'm from a little small 
family farm in West Tennessee, and I grew up on country music and George Jones and Patsy Klein Loretta like everyone else. And when I got to Belmont, I expected everybody to be just like me. Absolutely not. And, <laughs> and it was like nobody was like me. So, I mean, do you find that you kind of stick out like a sore thumb there, or how's that? I will say I was kind of in shock when I got there. Um, but I've found my people. I found people that love country music. I found my Texans. Um, you know, we make it our personality. I'm sure you'll know that if you're from <laughs> Texas, like everyone will know. Um, but I definitely noticed that when I first got there. But I kind of enjoy it because I love country music. But it gets me listening to other stuff that like genres that I don't normally listen to in my classes and stuff. But it, it was definitely a shock at first, I will say. Yeah, I think my roommate, I had a roommate that sounded exactly like someone who should have been a part of the Beatles. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, gosh. And, and I actually I actually played on, like, because that's how it was at Belmont. I mean, we all of us musicians would, like, play on each other's stuff right. constantly. Well, I was the weird one at Belmont because I don't songwrite and I don't play an instrument. So what did you go to school for? <laughs> Music business and marketing. Hey, no one else did that. But, like, everyone else was so creative and, like, kind of was clicky. And then, like, you had your, like, people who didn't play music and you were like, ugh. We don't want to hang out with you. And what year did you graduate, Jenna? 2014. Oh, man. I was 2017. <laughs> you were there like whenever it was like ancient. It was. It was like ancient Rome. It was like the new building was coming up. There was one new building. And now there's like seven more. Oh, my yeah. gosh. The construction. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I need to go back, though. Yeah. I started the Johnson. The Denise Johnson Center was the first big opening whenever I came. Oh, wow. And now, I mean, I just saw they opened up like the College of Medicine and they built that tennis court and i still go over there i'm at belmont every day you might not know this but i go over there with my wife and we play racquetball because really? because here's a fun here's a fun fact <laughs> whenever yeah whenever you graduate they give you these alumni privileges to, i need you to can go, go take advantage and, of them because i haven't mm-hmm. taken advantage of any of my alumni privileges i'm sure i paid for them somewhere along the way oh you definitely did <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> so thing I need to go back. that's the thing at first you're shocked you're like oh my gosh i get to come use the library and it's like well i gave you guys a quarter of a million dollars so i i think it's okay if i come and use the library so yeah, do you, so do you? So I know you play guitar. Do you do you play any any other instruments? Is it just guitar? Or? I play piano a little bit, but mostly guitar, just because it's so convenient to just yes. pack it up and I, carry it. So which one would you think is your primary instrument? Do you guitar. think guitar? Yeah, I mean piano was my first instrument. I started playing when I was nine. But you're definitely right. It is hard to take a piano around right, places. Right. Um, I always envy violin players or fiddle players when I yes. see them because I go, it is so so easy to pick that up because mm-hmm. i mean i play steel guitar and that is a pain to try oh, to travel you just with got a new case i did i did <laughs> i bought a red dirt case out of a place in texas i can't remember what the name of the town was a little small town outside of fort worth but yeah oh, i love fort worth so i have a new new little new little place okay i do want to ask and i know this is probably off topic but you went to spain Yes. So talk to us about that. I mean, what was what were you doing? So were you studying abroad or I was studying abroad and we didn't do that. We had those little options of like a it's like a May semester almost. Yes, yes that's what mine like was. Five, five weeks. I don't know how long it is. But you could go and like right after spring ends before summer starts. Yeah. You didn't could do go it. during that time period. I didn't do it either. Yeah. So tell us. What you how <laughs> well, was Spain? If you're alumni Perks can get you on a Maymester. Y'all need to go. <laughs> probably, probably can't do that. Maybe we should, we should ask. Oh, my gosh. It was an amazing trip. So we started in Paris, and then we went to the south of France, so Provence. Mm-hmm. And then we were in Barcelona in Malaga. 
and then we were in Morocco, uh, which is North Africa. So we were all over the place, and it was truly like the most incredible experience. And it was for the entire month of May. So were you actually, I mean, just be be real with us here. Were you actually like studying things, or were you just kind of like, man, this is awesome, just walking around and taking everything in and then maybe going, I'm going to write a little paper on this building or something. Like, how, what, what exactly were you doing? So I did two classes, um, third-year writing and chemistry. And our chemistry oh. was cooking in all these different places. And, like, that's fun. Man, I wish I would have taken my chemistry my, class like that. My <laughs> wife is sitting behind you with her mouth open because she's a big. We got to we gotta check out these <laughs> alumni perks. I'm I know, y'all do. Y'all you. really need to. No, it, it really was so incredible. And. So we had like a a French chef one day and he took us to the market and we got to pick out like what we wanted to cook with. And he took us back to the kitchen and like showed us, you know, how to prepare the food. And then we did have some chemistry and I did struggle with it. Um, Everyone that no one there was a songwriting major. I was like the only music person pretty much. And so they were all like tutoring me on the train to Spain. They're like, Macy, like this element goes with this element. And I'm like, I just... (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm never going to need to know this again, but um, it it really was an amazing trip, and and everyone's like, "Are you going to cook for us?" No, I'm not. I'm, mm. Yeah, that's super cool. I don't think I don't think I will eat it, but I don't remember everything that I learned on. Yeah, that's super cool. My wife and I are uh, right after Thanksgiving. We're taking a 12 to 15 day trip to Europe. Um, oh, wow. so our, it's my first time to go to Europe. She's been to Italy. Uh, but we will spend like like five days in London, five days in I'm Paris, so and then to Rome. So if you have any Paris recommendations, I will send them your we way are for we sure. are more than happy to to take them from anyone who's gone. Jenna, have you ever been to no. Europe? You just been traveling with artists all just over. Been to Texas just a lot. To Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is awesome. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean Paris, Texas. There's that's a song right. in there yeah, somewhere. That's right. I've been yeah. to Paris. I don't know. That's terrible. This <laughs> yeah, is why I wasn't a songwriting <laughs> major. <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> so, so in your in your songwriting and things that you do, do you are you kind of one of those people who writes when the inspiration hits you, or do you make a point to sit down and say, "I'm going to try to write today, no matter what"? Because some people are different. You know, you have people that uh, write for a living, and they kind of book these rights. It's like, okay, I have a write at two o'clock today. We're going to get together and try to write. And then you have some people that go. I'll write it. I think Alan Jackson wrote Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning at like 3 o'clock in the morning because he woke up with this idea and mm-hmm. just wrote it out. Yeah. So, I mean, what what is that process like for you? I book my rights. So I have rights pretty much every Monday and Friday for the fall. Um, and I write for my songwriting class. And sometimes I'll write for fun, but I hate to say it. Most of the time it's scheduled on my calendar. But um, I love writing with my friends, and then it feels more of like a hang. Um, but I would love to be more spontaneous. <laughs> That's something I'm working on, but it, most of it is scheduled on my calendar. So what is that like being in a songwriting class? How do you get graded whenever you turn in songs? Because it'd be kind of hard if the scale was like, this isn't a number one hit, so you don't get an A here. I mean, right. wh- what what are your professors actually looking for, and what are they teaching you as far as, and you know, how to write? And who are they? Do they yeah. work in the industry? Yes. Um, my songwriting professor this semester is Chris Dubois. Oh. Man, um, he's stepping it up over there. God, yeah. I didn't have that guy in anything. I got gypped. <laughs> Gosh dang it, we gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of the time, it's they'll give us a prompt. And we have a week or a couple days to write. Um, and then we present it to the class and we get critiques and criticism. And, and you know, 
really a lot of opinions on like well I think it'd be cool if you do this or but I've never failed a songwriting class because I think they give everyone an A so <laughs> yeah I mean you're you're talking about somebody's creative expression at that right. point but man Twisted, wow, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, He's who's awesome. who's teaching voice over there now? Garth Brooks? <laughs> I don't know. I he mean, was at Belmont not that long ago. He did a seminar for us, and and he is awesome. I mean, I think he was there two hours over the time slot, just answering questions and like getting to know the students and stuff. So it was really cool to see that. Yeah, I think I got to do one of those with Josh Turner came back, yes. which which he is an alumni, alumnus, whatever you however you say that of of Belmont. Did you mm-hmm. get to Jenna? Did you get to see anybody cool? While you were there? Not that I recall. Yeah. I was a transfer student and lived off campus. Well, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I only went to Belmont my last two years. Yeah. So, so And I, I was, lived on campus for one. I feel like I was a little disconnected. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of cool things. I just don't remember any of them because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't remember. I have memory loss. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, it, I don't remember my early 20s. It happens whenever you get over <laughs> the age of 25. So Macy just... Like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> make sure you write things down. <laughs> my camera roll does have like 40,000 pictures in it. So if I ever forget something, I'm just yeah, like there we scrolling. Go. They're probably all from Spain and yes. Paris. Yeah, a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. All, these, all these great things. So did you live on campus your first year? I still live on campus. Okay. Yeah. Um, I It's so convenient. And they just built a new dorm. Surprise. Um, I'm sure y'all are shocked by that. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but it has a gym downstairs. So oh, I'm very like, nice. Call, I don't know called if I'm, well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if I want to leave because I've got everything I need right there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I haven't. We don't get to use that gym. That is one of the things. The alumni privilege. You're not allowed to go to that <laughs> one because that's like for whoever lives in that dorm. So I've never. <laughs> it's so pretty I've, small. I've always wondered, like, what's in there? Is it like a hotel Not a gym? Lot. It's kind of like a resort gym. Okay. It's in the basement, so the ceilings are kind of low. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty much like you're at a resort. All right. So today we're talking with Macy Dot on Should Have Been a Cowgirl. Whenever we come back, we're, we're going to have her play a song. Yes, Jenna. <laughs> we are. You're listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl with Jenna Heideman on Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. All right, we got Macy with her guitar set up, ready to play a song. What are you going to play for us today? I'm going to play a pretty new one. This one's called Your Sweet Time, and I wrote it with two Texas girls, Carly Page and Gloria Anderson. Um, This is one of my favorites that I've written. I hope you all like it. Could have swore you on the moon When you stole my heart that June You're still the boy I met back then Still just as paralyzed When I talk about down the line No, you ain't grown up one bit I want it forever And baby, I still do Got a lifetime to wait around on you. Yeah, I think I might die if I say the word goodbye. All this taking your sweet time is killing mine. Still got the dreams we dreamt. We just ain't chased them yet Yeah, I'd waste every wish on you But baby, 
the blade is cutting through my glory days stealing all that's left to lose i want it forever and baby i still do but i ain't got a lifetime to wait around on you yeah i think i might die if i say all this taking your sweet time It's taking my fight away Putting out a surefire flame Ain't it a crying shame I gotta say I want it forever And baby I still do But I ain't got a lifetime Say the word goodbye All this taking your sweet time Is killing mine Macy Dot, Rural Radio, Channel 147, Sirius XM I love that last hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this taking your time is killing mine. I mean, uh, fun fact about me, and this interview is not about me, but I used to, <laughs> I used to sign off uh, my my sign tag if I'm ever actually on air as a DJ, and I did this every night over at WSM when I used to DJ after the Grand Ole Opry, as I would say, you know, Freeman Arthur, whatever station I was on, and remember to chase your dreams because the only thing you'll ever lose and never get back is time. And that is such a such a very, I mean, I don't know I don't know if I came up with that or if I heard it from somewhere. It's definitely influenced from somewhere else. But that's such a good thing. Uh, I've not really heard anybody really put that down into a song like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, I love that. And, I mean, your Thank voice you. your voice is just gorgeous. Thank I mean, it's so just so, much. I think that whenever I was at Belmont in the time, everybody was trying to be Kelsey Ballerini. I mean, everybody was trying mm-hmm. to do the pop country girl thing. And you just kind of It was go, also the pop country, bro country yeah. era. Well, at least when I was there. Yeah. Right? And nothing felt real about yeah. anything, you know. So that's, you know, wh- whether whether the story is true or not, I mean, it, it feels feels very real whenever you sing that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, where can everyone follow you, keep up with you, you know, see where you're going to go play? G- on, give us your socials. Yeah, for sure. I'm on all socials at Macy.Neal, M-A-C-Y-D-O-T-N-E-A-L. All right. Awesome. Uh, and if you ever do record, I always extend my services to anyone <laughs> who is a Belmont student for free. So if you ever record that, you want still guitar, just give me a holler. I'm oh more, than, a free player. more than happy to come that. because I know what it's like whenever I was at Belmont and you try to get people to record on stuff. And some people are just weird about it. Like they want three or four hundred, five hundred dollars. Right. Well, yeah. Good no, alumni. No one gave back to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is whenever Belmont calls me and says, hey, we'd like for you to send us some money. I know. I'm not I get doing those that. phone calls all the time. Oh, my gosh. I'm not ready for that I'm yet. <laughs> yeah. You heard uh, the John Mulaney bit about no. your college calling. It's like, hey, it's college. Do and you I'm remember like, us? And he said, I gave you $100,000. <laughs> you spent it already? <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. That's hilarious. I love it. Jenna, where can everybody follow? Keep up with you. Everyone can follow at cowgirl.jenna and at cowgirl club podcast. I am Freeman Arthur. You can follow me as always at Freeman Arthur, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm the steel guitar player if you ever need steel guitar. Unless you go to Belmont, I'm not giving it to you for free. 
But I will play for you if you do reach out. So I am available for that. Until next time, for Jenna Heideman, I'm Freeman Arthur. Macy Dot's been our guest today. You've been listening to Should Have Been a Cowgirl on Rural Radio Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. Thank <laughs> you.